This is a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to FUBARradio.com. Back row and chill with Noel Clark and Johanna James on FUBAR Radio. So you're Noel Clark, I'm Johanna James. This is Johanna James, yeah. don't know who we are, what we do. We act normally. Yes. So Johanna James, let me just say, is an actress I've known for a lot of years. Everything in her life is down to me, essentially. Pretty much. <laughs> we've known each other for a lot of years, we've worked together, she's in a few of our films, and now she's become a, I don't know what the right phrasing is, a YouTube... Famous on the Tinternet. Tinternet sensation with her thousands and thousands of subscribers and viewers to her raunchy videos that she does. She's always got her bum out and stuff that like raunchy? that. Only once, that was only one time. Though. Only once. So that's how this show came about. Yeah, Johanna we love film. Wonderful. We, we love, love film. film, we make films and this show is going to be about films and tv we want to talk about it it's back row and chill the original name i wanted for the show was fingered in the back row which i thought was good then a little bit i bet you thought it was good Joe. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the original name for the show but everyone kind of outvoted me because they thought it was a bit raunchy but back row and chill means the same thing because netflix and chill means like yeah, you, you don't even be inviting no one around the house on netflix really but my mum didn't know what that meant when i told her i was like oh i've got a new radio show back row and chill she's like oh that's a lovely name i was like yeah. mum you do know what and chill means no. like because it didn't used to mean that even back in my day but chill meant actually relaxing so now i suddenly realized man no wonder the librarian called the police on me when i was like <laughs> yo come show me these books in the back we can just chill and the next thing i'm in handcuffs i couldn't understand it but now i get it back row and chill with no clock and johanna james on Radio. We have a guest in the studio. We do. Premier League on the first day, man. This is unbelievable. <laughs> well, please, everybody, welcome. We have Sir Jason Sir Mazza. Jason Mazza. Yo. Woo. How hey, are we? Good, man. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, good. I'm excited to be in your first show. How did you get into producing? What's the trajectory of a young Mr. Mazza, young Jason? Playing with his Barbies or Transformers or whatever he had? Definitely Barbies. How, what, Definitely. What's the trajectory of that young man to producer extraordinaire and well-respected industry man well essentially it was me starting off as an actor and basically you know working and sort of getting by but just sort of feeling like this is too much out of my own hands and in my head i was like oh well actually if i produce my own work then i'm taking the control into my own sort of destiny if that makes sense mm-hmm. so so that was the sort of main sort of driving force and you know i felt like i could create my own work and make the work that i sort of believe in and obviously when i started in my head i was like well i'm an actor i've been on loads of film sets i must know what it takes to produce a movie mm-hmm. and in reality i literally knew nothing <laughs> apart from having a, a phone book of contacts and yeah and i made this first movie with another lad that's in our movie brotherhood nick nevin we made it for 500 quid which sounds mental but it was a true story it was like a documentary and we ended up selling that very small movie this is even weirder to lionsgate who's distributing brotherhood so people that don't know when you sell a film do you make millions of pounds because i'm assuming everyone thinks you're some millionaire what's the score with that no no i'm very poor you do not make loads of money i think over here we're driven by the passion of film and our craft and really you know if you want the money you need to be doing us stuff and basically even on brotherhood everyone got paid but essentially we're doing it for the love no one's coming on to that movie for the money it's because they believe in the film and want to be a part of that franchise so how do you go from 500 pound film I mean, and weirdly it is full circle if yeah. you're saying it, yeah. was the, it was lionsgate then literally and it's lionsgate is, yeah. now. tell me about the brotherhood thing how did that happen how did that come up bear uh, in mind you have to pretend this is not me yeah and yeah. i'm like not asking you as well me, let me ask it then let me, yeah. so how did it come yeah. about with the brotherhood yeah yeah brilliant question that's very 
very good. Yeah, Great question. I have no idea. It would be interesting to hear this from Jason. <laughs> exactly. So essentially, there's a lot of luck that comes into play, but once I announce that to the world that I'm a producer and everyone sort of sees what you're doing over social media, it's amazing the people that gravitate towards you and just opportunities came along, you know, private financiers. And I'm still talking very low budgets to begin with. And then along that journey of me making bigger and bigger movies, I got a phone call out of the blue by this man sitting across from me, Mr. Mm-hmm. Noel Clark, and he said, yo, I've got this movie, it's a romantic comedy called The Knot. We spoke about a mentor of ours that we shared the same mentor, and he said, look, you know, I've sort of seen from afar what you've been doing, people have been mentioning you, you know, if you can help and bring something to the table, let's discuss it. So we met our fanboy for a bit, I met the other producer, and was just lucky on that instance that I could bring something to the table, and it was like the last piece of the jigsaw, basically. Yeah. And then fast forward to Brotherhood? Yeah, to Brotherhood, and you know, and then we basically merged companies by that point. We co-run Unstoppable Entertainment, you know, and then Brotherhood came around. You know, you'd written the scripts, and it was like, well, let's put it together. So, sorry, who, who wrote the? Sorry, Mister, you mean Noel Clark? Noel Clark, no, no yeah. yeah. Noel Clark wrote the script. Did yeah. you have to audition? No, I didn't, because mm. that was quite lucky, really, because it could have been that awkward moment when <laughs> Noel was like, "Listen, mate, you know, I love you. Right? No, I do. I love you. We're family, but you know, it's a great part." It's a really good part, and I just don't want you to fuck it up. That would so. be funny. That, had Noel had done that, would have been a bit out of order. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to audition. I auditioned. Let's not talk about your audition. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was quite lucky, really, that I didn't have to, because I probably would have... Uh, I might have messed it up, been nervous in front of him. Were you nervous about playing a bad guy? Because you play the proper bad guy in this film. I was nervous about the role just because it was such a well-written part and everyone who read the script was like, this guy's brilliant. So was very nervous about doing that. And obviously, it's a weird thing when you're working with friends. It almost heightens the sort like of pressure. Like another level pressure. Yeah, yeah. It's like, because can't let like, down. Yeah, I can't let Noel down. You know, he's given me this part. He's given me the dream role. Yeah. Don't mess it up, Mazza. Don't yeah. mess it up. Well, I spoke to Mr. Clark earlier. He said you were brilliant in the film. He's always yeah. doing that. He's so sweet. <laughs> what, was he, was he easy to work with? Was he easy to work with? God, he was a nightmare. God, he was absolutely mental. I've heard that about he him as well. swearing and yeah, kicking it, it was just, you know, and he'd just come Diva. up to you with notes like, Chase, can I have a word? Do it better. Just more. Give me more, but a bit less. Yeah. That was my yeah. note. Yeah, you, you know them notes that just are not very decisive, yeah. which ironically is a complete lie because he's the most decisive <laughs> person you ever meet. He knows exactly what he wants. And to be honest, I think all of the actors appreciated working with you, mate, because it was just, you know, you come from the acting background, you understand other actors, and also it's just really nice to, to have someone who knows what they want and be yeah. like, look, it I love it. It's sometimes when he will be at a meeting or something and he'll go, listen, now I've got four options for you and I will st- I'll go that one. <laughs> Before he's even finished the sentence, and he'd be like, "Yeah, but oh, no, 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 that one, I'm sure, I'm sure." And he'd be Done. Like, oh, okay. Done. <laughs> I prepared the whole uh, speech. I said, "No, no, this is the one. Let's do that." I was like, oh, Done. Okay. Yeah, great. No, mate, it was a pleasure, obviously, to work with you as well, and, and we've been doing it for many, many years now. People don't know yeah. if they don't know in uh, many years to come. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, touch wood. Well, we touch met Noel about the same time because I met him around the knot. As yes. Well. That was a, I worked on one of your films. Yeah, no, you met me before the knot, my dear. No. Stories twenty four. Oh, was that the right order? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Story 24. Yes. Oh, yeah, because I came on, like, I did a yes. little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff, you which did. is, that's the day that I met you. There you go. I was filming behind-the-scenes stuff, and you were filming some sort of, like, you were recording a voiceover or a little snippet of something, and I talked over your take, and you got really angry, and you're like, who is in the room? Yeah. Can you please be quiet? Sounds like, like something that both of you guys would do. Did I do that? Did, yeah. Was that the genuine story? 
genuine story. You've just seen Jason Mazza shouting diva. The first time you ever met me is because I, I massively fucked up your take, which is bad for me because it should have been silence on set and it was bad for me. Terrible. Well, and, and then you shouted. So I, I had my very own Christian Bale moment from and you. you know, had, that, that, yeah. Yeah. Let's see if we can find the footage of that. Let's go. Someone find the rushes for me and let's see if we can find <laughs> the footage. There will be. There'll be a bit. I mean, you were Jason Mazza. You just you were like, "Everyone, quiet, please." And I remember being like, "Oh, I have not made friends." This is not a way to introduce myself. I know. And the first time I ever met you, no funny story. It was on your film, Storage 24, yeah. horror film. And I was uh, working on it. And I went to go and introduce myself. I went, oh, that's local. That's Sam from Brotherhood. I mean, uh, get away. Yeah. And then uh, I went over to introduce myself because you were... And I said, hi, you were talking at me. And I was just like, uh, yes. And I'm um, trying to have this weird one-way conversation with you. And then you turned around, you were on the phone. Ah. You didn't even see me. I was just talking to the back of your head, Great. and you were well, on the phone. And then I just walked. Off, I just walked straight off. That's quality. That's quality. Decided to introduce myself a bit later. That's these, hilarious. These, these awkward I know, situations. Really yeah. To, yeah. No, I'm just that's like, such an honour yeah. to meet you, yeah, sir. Yeah. I'm yeah. So yeah. happy. Yeah, not, not bad actually. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> the thing that I was talking about. You're like, uh, yeah, I've just met you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. jokes. That's funny. That is funny. Back row and chill with Noel Clark and Johanna James on Fubar Radio. Hey guys, I'm here today with a very special guest. It's Michael Landers in the building, everybody. I actually don't have an applause thing, so I'll just do it myself. That's that was, good, thank you very much. That was a bit much. lame, actually. It's Johanna. Johanna. So, busy time for you. You are American, but you're currently in London, England. How are you finding... I was going to do a bad English accent. No, I'm not. Oh, can um, you do? Can you do an English no, accent? I, I can do the woman at the airport at the magazine that goes, cashier number five, please. <laughs> Are you acquainted with England? Like, do you know? Yeah, I've come here quite a bit. Yeah. My wife's dad is Scottish. I did a couple oh, of series Scotland. here. I did a series here. I did a play. Yeah. Occasionally, you guys invite me over, yeah, and I love it. it. Mm-hmm. This show was made for Sky, but we literally filmed Hooten and the Lady all over the world. Yeah, I've just been checking out the trailers and stuff. For me, it reminded me a little bit of like the sort of Indiana little homage to the sort of 80s. It's a, just a big, fun Escape. Action adventure. Action adventure. It's got humor. And we literally did film all over the world. We were in Russia. We were in Cambodia. We went wow. to Rome, Africa, Namibia. Which is your favorite country? We ended in Cambodia, which I didn't anticipate myself going there. So yeah. to watch the sunrise at Angkor Wat is kind of awesome. But I'm half Italian, or my grandfather was, so I loved Italy. We started yeah. in Rome. We were in Russia in the dead of winter, and I got to bring my kids to Moscow. We're one of the only shows that's ever filmed in the metro system in Moscow, which is cool. People might remember you because you were back in the day. You were on Superman, weren't you? The New Adventures. Of I Superman, was. I which... was on a superhero show when it wasn't <laughs> when <laughs> it wasn't was cool, cool to be on a fucking superhero show. <laughs> but for me, that is the only like Superman series that I register as real. Like that wow. was my childhood. I loved that show so much. I wanted to be Terry Hatcher. You did. Yeah, you know, it's dangerous when you're a kid and watching that show because you're like, I'll just jump out a window. I can fly. I can I'll do, do it. This. I'll do it. I want to be a reporter. That didn't happen either. But you do a very good English accent. That was very good. I want to do a little challenge with you. Are you going to do an American accent? Do you want me to? Yeah, you can. Let me hear. What did you say? Do you want me to? Do you want to go for a yogurt? Okay. Well, give me something to say and I'll, I'll try and do it in an American. I'll tell you a word that everyone always says. Like, it's okay. tomato, tomato. You know what the word that we don't do to, together? What? The same? Yogurt. You say yogurt. 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 Yes, have a nice cup yogurt. of yogurt. Yogurt. Of yogurt. Why do you say yogurt? I just say yogurt. But you go to Valley Girl. Is that where you can... Can you do a Valley? Um, like a what, like L.A.? Like California? <laughs> like, totally like that? Yeah. I spent a little time in L.A. last year, so... Kind of that That's out. great. That's very good. <laughs> but English. Let's go back to English. Because I'm, I'm a Londoner. I'm from South London. And South then London. From South Broccoli. London. I am from Broccoli. Get how, out. How do you town. know Broccoli? Shut the 
front door. I know broccoli because I did a show here when we filmed in broccoli. I've laughed. I'm that from South broccoli. Isn't South there like an old dance hall there or some old... Yeah, the Riverley Ballroom. Yeah. Oh my God, we're like old schoolmates. This Boom. Is, well, I was going to... Yeah, I grew up in Broccoli in South London. So you were trying to test my I London wanna, knowledge. I want to test your London geography. slang. So if I'm going to throw you some slang words, I'm going to okay. see if you can translate what you think that they might mean. So, Minge. Sorry. <laughs> Do you know what that is? You know what? I love that in... What was it? The Inbetweeners. That kid with like the clunge mags and... <laughs> sorry, I'm being naughty. No, Minge is one of like my favourite words. Give me a word. Okay, what about peak? Peak. Yeah, what do you think peak means? Like we've peaked, it's... I oh, fuck, I don't know. It's an uncomfortable situation. Peak. So like, my, this is peak. This is... This is peak. Oh. You can bring these back to America and you can teach mm, everyone. Maybe not. Okay. I'm joking. Yard. Yard. Well, we a yard in America is like money. What do we call a yard? It's like a thousand bucks or something, right? Or a hundred thousand? A yard? A couple of yards? Well, yard here is your home. Your yard. Your yard. This is your yard. crib. Your yard. You're hitting me with some young, good... Yeah, this is the, threw, the current. I threw minge. <laughs> okay, what about if something's dead? <laughs> no, um, if something's dead, it's de- it's not happening. It's not going on. Nothing's happening yeah, right now. Yeah, it's poor quality. Poor quality. This you is give, dead. This okay. is like, you know, yeah, sorry, mate, your jacket's dead. Wow, give me some more. Shit, What dead. is, uh, what's whip? Your ride. Your whip. Your car, right? Yeah, okay, okay. Maybe that's the same one. Okay, cool. What about fam? What is a fam? Your family? No. Your friends? It's a close friend. Your close friend, my fam. Final one, what does peng mean? P-E-N-G, peng. What we call peng is if you if something, if you have a moment that you go, fuck, I shouldn't have said, there's like a peng in your stomach or like um, a peng. No, it's uh, if it's nice looking. So if you see like a really hot girl, you're like, oh, she's peng. She's peng. But explain it. You just made that up. Why? I did not make that up. Why is the good looking girl peng? What makes her peng? I don't know. What these kids on the street, they just like twist words Look at her, she's peng. Or she's paying for dinner. Paying. <laughs> that, that's how we would say. She's paying. so paying. I'm paying. She's paying. Fuck. Yeah, no, okay. well done. You Those did are well. very. I didn't do well at all. I you did extremely. You can. Well, I was so impressed that you minged. That's amazing. That's a bit naughty. That's amazing. There's what an actress in Hollywood who got minge tattooed on her foot. She did she? Was, uh, she yeah. maybe didn't know well. Uh, no, she. Yeah, she didn't quite. It was Amanda Seyfried. And oh, she said she was on set with Colin Firth, and he kept saying minge. She kept swearing minge, and so she loved it so much she got it on her foot. And then uh, now she does red carpets and there's minge on her foot. There's minge on her foot. Well, we I have a lot of know. swear words over here that maybe don't translate. We say bugger a lot. Like, oh, bugger. Like, oh, bugger. Oh, bugger. That's yeah. like um, bugger. a Hugh Grant movie as well. Oh, oh yeah. He says it a lot. Yeah. You say bollocks. Oh, bollocks. You say the C word a lot. The C word in England seems very normal and it's less offensive, but in America people get oh, really? offended by it. No, it's still pretty offensive here. Is it? Yeah. Not really used much on TV or anything. But go down the pub, it's everywhere. If they don't even say it, they go, you fucking... Just whisper it. What about minging? You got, that's an minging. Irish thing. Yeah. Oh, right? So minging, yeah. I'm from New York City, so if you're not in, like, a posh, you know, thing, I think you come up with your own little, little slang words. or isms. I invent words sometimes. I, I said ferocious once, and I meant, like, horrendously ferocious, and it just came out as ferocious. But ferocious is a good word. So I get that. I was like, oh, it's just ferocious, that situation. It's like Shakespeare, you made up words all the time. Back row and chill with Noel Park and Johanna James on Fubar Radio. I'm Johanna James and I'm here with... Marian. Just so we can explain to all my listeners on the radio show, you're a member of Pussy Riot and yep. you're a founding member of the Belarus Free Theatre. Pussy Riot, it's much more easier to pronounce than Belarus Free Theatre. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in England, people know the word pussy more. I had heard of Pussy Riot before, like in the news. It was on my kind of circle of, of knowledge, but I didn't understand what they were until I properly 
googled it and like looked you up because I thought like many other people that you were a band which is not true so we want to make sure that everybody understands what Prissy Wright is and it's not a band it's a <laughs> punk collective actually yeah collective uh, which is doing a uh, political art the story is very easy when President Putin decided to go third time to president's chair. Yeah. We start our, let's say, activities in Russia after one of them, which was in the so-called cathedral. In Moscow, we were put into prison for two years, yes. two of us, me and Nadia. And after that, we were released and we started Human Rights Project. And now we're helping other prisoners succeed several times. And also we are doing art projects. For me, it's a chance to firstly show the very inside of my prison experience. Yeah, so two years you were inside for standing up for yourself. <laughs> yes, but also to reflect and to show some parts of my story, which I think most problematic. One of the goals is to show what can happen if you're doing political art and one of those is free Oleg Sensov who actually had just like think 20 years of prison for nothing 20 fucking years yeah in Russian prison means death actually he's now in the middle of Siberia in the mostly total isolation he's still there yes he okay. is there. My radio show is all about entertainment and movies and TV show and Netflix. And we were oh, asking, Netflix. Yeah, and I and I read <laughs> up about you and said, oh, you were on a Netflix show. Yes, I was. Well, what show were you on? Cars of Cars. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, that's a huge American Netflix show, and you were yes. playing yourself in the show. Yes, we were us as Pussy Riot. That's really cool, though. So, do you watch Netflix? I watched House of Cards. Do you have a favorite movie? I'm really like. To watch movies but i like classics i like odyssey 2001 oh yeah space odyssey 2001 mm -hmm. cool <laughs> sci-fi girl back row and chill with Noel clark and johanna james on foobar radio got Maud Hurst in the studio. Thank you for joining us. We're I'm good. really good. How are you guys? Very good. I'm good. We're yeah. Maud. For all our listeners, just to explain who you are and what you do, you're an actress and you are on The Vikings. I the, am. The TV show, which is quite exciting. Mm. I love that time period in history. I should have listened more in history, but I do actually like the Viking era. <laughs> <laughs> My brain was all over the place in school. What we read in the history books is really quite different from the show. So even if you had read oh, up on okay. it, you, you know, you can still learn something else by watching it. Thank you very much. How did you get involved with the Vikings? So it's been like oh god like four and a half years I think since I auditioned and oh, I'd just wow. been travelling around Thailand and I came back to London terrified that I wasn't working and I was like ah and my agent was like got this really cool show do you want to audition and I was like sure great so I went in met the director and it was a really last minute casting and I think within like three or four weeks I was told and then flew to Ireland and started filming. That is scary, the actor's fear I call it, you know, you, like after university for me I just want to go and act and you get this fear where you just don't know yeah. audition wise yeah. or work wise yeah. I hate it, the first time you get to set normally the first thing people say, hi, so what are you doing next? And you're like, I'm just <laughs> really excited about this job you don't actually. You focus your mind on the day. Oh, you know. <laughs> day to day. That's, That's so cool. true. Well, okay, I've got something to admit. I've never been on a oh, actually, no, I'm lying. I have <laughs> been on a Viking themed TV show but when I was a teenager I used to do something really, really, really geeky and I I used to do medieval reenactment. Did you now? <laughs> it's like, oh, you're weird. <laughs> Don't stop at me, I Joe. I've a joke I've written down for later. Okay. About you <laughs> being medieval. No, I, honestly, I used to be such a geek. I used to spend a lot, majority of my weekends going all over the country and we'd put on this show. You know, you go to castles or historical yeah. fairs or whatever. I didn't know this existed. Yes. It? For example, in Nottingham every year, they've got the Robin Hood Festival. 
And then hundreds and hundreds of medieval reenactors yeah, go. I have heard of these. Yeah. And I played Maid Marian in the... In the oh, well done. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> it was the role of my career. They specialised in Viking up to Robin Hood. So I spent most of my teenage years running around being a fair maiden. So you're a fellow Viking. Fellow Viking. Hey. Were you, were you a fighter? I was. Yeah, yeah. I learned to use a brawl sword. I wish I was. Helga was not. She's a lover, not a fighter. Oh, they don't let you fight. I don't fight. I don't ride horseback. No. Missed all the fun things, but I didn't get muddy. Viking women were actually quite independent. If you look at women in history, in the last sort of thousand years or whatever, you could divorce the men which right. was like a power to okay. a Viking woman. Like if a, your Viking man got home and drunk and was like, whatever, you could be like, that's <laughs> it, I divorced you, fuck it. My it's Viking like, man is home. <laughs> yeah, they were really progressive, weren't that's they? Right. It was, yeah, it was crazy. And I think they regressed a lot in different other parts of history. But Vikings, yeah, they, the women were fierce. And some of them were actual like warriors. The pagan yeah. women were like, Whoa. and they had these huge ladles. It was like completely legal to beat your husband up with, with a ladle. ladle. Yeah, with a you big, get super big iron ladle. Yeah, you could. So you didn't want to be late. You would not want to piss off your you didn't woman. Didn't want to be late in the ladles. We should have reacted <laughs> that today. We should have done a reenactment. <laughs> we should have done that. We should have. So, what was your favourite part about playing? your character in the Vikings? I think working with Gustav, who plays Floki, my husband, in the show, he's amazing. So it was kind of like a masterclass every day being on set. He's acted since he was about five. Mm. So his whole life has been immersed. So that was brilliant. But also just being on the sets, it's so epic in the middle of Wicklow Mountains yeah, in Ireland. Yeah, that must be so cool. It was amazing. And like, on my wedding day, I think it's probably my favourite scene that I filmed, but they hadn't told us how we were going to get married. And we turned up in this lake and they'd built a boat of flowers and they were like so you're just going to enter in on this i was like what? Oh my Lord, that's well, that beautiful that's so it's great but it kind of stuffs up your real life wedding because you're like oh, <laughs> yeah. i never got the boat uh, and the flowers never gonna down. beat that it looked really pretty on tv yeah yeah that's super cool and so do you get because obviously you've, your face has been out and about because you were in the tudors as well weren't you mm-hmm. i love that tv show anything historical with a corset and a bit of sex i'm like i'm in there I'm <laughs> you've got your sword and you're ready to watch i'm you? ready at home just ready and then your face has been out and about quite a lot do you get recognized around i look really different to helga they um completely got rid of my eyebrows and so it changes your face a lot why did I wouldn't they take ever your say. eyebrows off that was i think weird... they were kind of going scandinavian everyone thing. really blonde yeah they wanted to to give it a, like a look the show to right. kind of have a different feel and dark eyebrows are in right now so they wanted to make it completely different i guess but it's not a good look and i really would never try it <laughs> eyebrowless if, yeah it's not you good d- you know you'd look like a weird like an egg wouldn't you literally like an bit. egg yeah one of my friends is like you look like an alien i can't see if you're angry like happy heads. sad yeah <laughs> but a sexy alien you're a sexy alien thanks fine. thank you but so yeah in the group when all the vikings are together we do get recognized but very rarely in london do i get it which is a which is a nice thing actually yeah you can go incognito yeah to wherever you want to go i know drunken nights out um a good <laughs> nobody knows until someone covers your eyebrows up it's you <laughs> there you are <laughs> what, what was your sort of favourite thing that happened behind the scenes Travis who plays the lead guy Ragnar he is like a complete joker all the time he's always misbehaving and one day one of the other actors used to drive himself to set every day and he parked his car and Travis just went missing for ages no one knew where he was and eventually at the end of the day we realised what he'd done we got opened Bob's car and about 50 chickens just jumped out and he like filled yeah his whole car was just covered in chicken poo and he just filled this whole car yeah that's, that was Travis that's, that's, a, that's a different level that's a different <laughs> level <laughs> oh, you know it just sometimes he reads someone else's lines I'm a bit of a laugh no he fills a car with chicken and chicken poo yeah that's like a pretty medieval joke isn't it it's like I'm getting you chickens <laughs> putting you chickens in you cart and it's also <laughs> educational there you go I love like prank me again thanks yeah wow does anything ever go wrong 
Yeah, for me, the thing that always goes wrong is I get the giggles. I can't, and once it, you go, and you that's really the can't worst go. Thing and on set. Giggles it, on set. In yeah. a death scene. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. That, yeah, somebody, one of the other actors that died, everyone was really emotional oh, no. on the day that they died. And he was supposed to be dead, and he couldn't just stop crying. He was, like, oh, actually so weeping bad. while he was dead. I was it's like, you can't, you can do yeah, that. you can't cry while you're a court. Not desirable, that. But, yeah, lots of things go wrong, because it's so huge. That they In the battle sequences, there's normally, like, three or 400 extras. So things are definitely going to go wrong when people are, like, flying around with weapons and stuff. Yeah. There's lots of injuries and people falling off horses. Yeah. Oh, That's magic! Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the extras are probably medics, just ready, close, yeah. ready to go. Medic slash extra. Mm. They're just, like, multifunctional on <laughs> set no now. Eyebrows. It's a Viking thing. <laughs> I have been tempted to bleach my... You remember that... Um, Don't. What were you just about to say? <laughs> I've been tempted to bleach my eyebrows, I have, because I saw that uh, Dragon Tattoo film. The girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh, yeah. And Seen Rooney that. Mara had no eyebrows, and I was like, she's the sexiest thing ever. But then I realised that I would not look like Rooney Mara. I no, just that's her eyebrows. No. No I just don't recommend doing it. It's just not good. It's not good for the ego. Did you have to dye them back again? <laughs> yes, straight away. In fact, it, like even sometimes after the end of the day, I just say to my makeup artist, like, please just draw them on for tonight. Can't go home to the mirror. I can't do it. I just want to sleep in my own eyebrows. I don't understand when girls dye their hair, but dyeing your eyebrows, is that the same? Some people dye their pubes. Okay, okay. Anyway, back to the background. <laughs> they do. Do they, they fall off? They dye everything. No. no. And they grow really quickly. Who knew? Really? Yeah, eyebrows grow like my... I was talking about pubes. I'm not talking about pubes anymore. I was like, my pubes do grow really quickly. Yeah. Oh, TMI. TMI. Back row and chill with Noel Clark and Johanna James on Foobar Radio. Nick Nevin, welcome to the studio. Hey, how's How it going? are you? I think I should have a little... Nick Nevin's in the building! <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome. yes, now bow, bow before me. <laughs> you, oh. Peasants, yeah, peasants? I was <laughs> you peasant, yeah, go on. We'll we go should, with that one. We should probably warn the audience that Nick is hanging today. He's hanging proper like a, hanging. Like a, yes, so I'm, I'm hanging. Gonna, I'm, I'm going to mess with your mind, throw you some real hard words and, oh, into don't, your questions. Don't, don't. Obviously, we arranged this last week or whatever, and I just, I'm not going to lie to you, babe, I fucking forgot. <laughs> I forgot. And then I see the tweet this morning, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, crap. Oh, God. I got to perform. But uh, it's showbiz, baby. It's showbiz. You're used to this. This is what you work in. You are an actor-director, or is it a director-actor? No, actor-director. Actor first, I reckon. Actor first, director second. Director second. That mm. rhymes. <laughs> yeah, I actor, actor, I reckon. Actor, actor first, director second. Wait, just stop. Oh. I'll just get a beat. Let's spit it out. Just do it, man. <laughs> So when did you start acting? Fuck. Um, Millennia ago. Yes, yes. Long, long time ago. Ages ago, I guess I, I got into it as a kid. I used to go to these like little drama classes in my church. At yeah. one point, I was a good Catholic boy. Okay. Not doing anything with priests. I'm just saying I was a good Catholic boy. Yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Where's this gone already, isn't it? So you did the nativity. Yeah, yeah, I did the, exactly. We all did the nativity. No, no, no. I did, yeah, I did, some, I did West Side Story. I did Bugsy Malone. What, who did you play? In West Side Story, I played Riff. Bugsy Malone, I played... Were oh, you a boxer? No, no, no. He was like, he was like, he was one of Dandy Dan's gang. It was like, a, so he was, uh, it was shit. It was just a You're shit You're still part. Dandy Dan's gang now, um, aren't you? <laughs> Dandy Dan's hang. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. And then I kind of obviously went off the rails a little bit, did some other stuff. And then I ended up in drama school and I did it properly, you know. So you, say, you sound like you just woke up in drama school. Like, no, yeah, that? yeah. No, I didn't, I, pretty much. Like, I remember my mum was saying, look, if you're in trouble one more time, like, that's it. I'm disowning you. You've got to go and do something. Yeah. And then I was like, okay. And there was this drama school literally around the corner from me. I walked in there, and you've got to remember, them times I was, like, 18. I thought I was proper badass, yeah. 
and I walked in there and I was like, well, how, do I, how do I get into your drama school, it? Like, they were like, who the fuck are you, mate? Like, and I was like, and they were like, yeah, come back with a Shakespeare play and a modern play, right, yeah. for your audition. I was like, all right, sweet. And that day, I went out, I stole the complete works of Shakespeare, yeah? <laughs> I proper ballsed it, yeah? Balls the complete <laughs> works of Shakespeare, like that. The, the thing was, like, that thick, yeah? The you could, folios. You, yeah, do you know what I mean? You could kill someone with that, yeah? And then, yeah, I learned it all on my own. Anyway, I went there, ended up getting a place at drama school, and it ended up being Lambda. Like one of the most prestigious drama schools in the world. I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. Like literally, all I went there for was to like meet pretty girls with daddy issues, as all like they're all oh. actresses, like, oh. yeah, <laughs> and just get pissed. And um, yeah, that was it. And that it was, worked out. You and it worked out on TV and also <laughs> ended up on TV. Yeah, Cry Watch for that fucking <laughs> for that Shakespeare. A regular on Cry Watch. Yeah. Recently, you were in Brotherhood. I was, yeah, with you. With not with myself, yeah. We actually had, we were even in the same freaking scene. We were in the same scene. What a glorious scene that was! <laughs> what an amazing scene. I still cry every time I see it. <laughs> I think it should be nominated. Do you reckon? Definitely. Just that one scene. Just the one hospital scene. I think it should go. To so be honest, that's why they, that's why the box office is so high. I think so. Oh, I agree. I think that's, so. I think it was us. You play a detective. Yeah, Detective Parkinson. What a lot of people may not know is that he was actually... Sorry, I'm moving around because it's the only way I can stop myself from being sick. <laughs> so, like, so, yeah, Detective Parker said he was... It, a lot of people don't know that he was actually in adulthood for yeah. one one scene again. Like, it, was, it was my one scene cameo, but he was uh, a PC, me and David Ajala, who I went to drum school with as well. Oh, He's you guys were proper me. buddies before. Yeah, yeah, old school, old school, mm-hmm. big up David. And then we were in adulthood for that one kind of one scene bit, and then Noel obviously... Liked, want, it. liked it and wanted Talk us up. to come back, you know. I've got a bone to pick with Noel actually. Where is Noel? I just because someone recalled at the premiere, yeah, when he was going down the line. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't realise this because I was there and it was all kind of happening all so quickly. But someone filmed it, right? And then I played it back and he goes, "So this is blah 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 blah. This is Nick Nevin. No one likes him. Like I was like, what? <laughs> like I don't remember him saying that. He's like, no one likes him, but I put him in the film anyway." I no. swear he said that. Like, I, I was like, what? Did he fucking say that? Like, I had to see that on someone. Someone just showed that to me. But on yeah. The social, yeah, because Noel, it was very nice. He introduced the entire cast at mm. the premiere and sort of said a little bit about us. I think all the producers at the time were like, what are you doing? Let's play the movie. But Noel was like, we want to make sure everyone... But that's a bit... All right, well, you have to come back on the show and we'll have to get him back at some point. Oh, 100%. No, yeah. I'm just, should we, we should just prank call him. Should we just call we him? Like, we should just like, call him now. Noel pranked me the other day, so I need to prank him back. So I'm still thinking about something yeah. we could... We'll get something. We could we'll Going. Back row and chill with Noel Clark and Johanna James on Fubar Radio. We're joined by David, and I said the name wrong before, didn't I? So well, I corrected her. What did you say? Ajao. My man. That's right. You know. My I name. said Ajao. No, you know, i got a friend that calls me Ajao. She's the only one that can do it, though. Oh, I'm sorry. Ajao? Ajao. Ajao. That's the one. Nice. Yes. So, for everyone who's listening, you are an actor. I am indeed, yes. Like I'm. all of us here. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, and trying, trying. You're in a BBC Three Yeah, show. well, BBC Three and BBC One. You know you have to put that in there. Oh, really? <laughs> By law. By law. Three <laughs> no, in when one. You, when, you say, when you say BBC Three, a lot of people come through and they're like, oh, yeah, but that's on Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, but it's on, it's on BBC One It's the as fake well. BBC. Yeah. 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 We're going to be talking about some unusual film facts that I've been researching this let's, week. Let's get it. Let's do let's it. Get it. So, okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. One of my favourite films ever, Jurassic Park, the original. Yes. Yeah. The sound of the Velociraptors in the, the kitchen scene with, yeah. with the, uh, was actually the sound of tortoises mating. I, I knew that. So when, no, I didn't. When Velociraptors, <laughs> they communicate with that, like, 
yeah. it's actually tortoises <laughs> having sex. Nah, that's going to ruin that film for me. <laughs> now, I'm going to watch yeah. that scene and be like, oh. ah, that's just tortoises boning, man. Come on. You ain't scared nobody. I know what Ninja Turtles sound like. Fact number two. The scene in Pulp Fiction where Vincent stabs Mia in the heart was shot in reverse. He actually pulled the needle out of her chest. And then they filmed it, so it went back in. Why would they do that? Because I think it was too dangerous to actually stab someone, oh, even course. with a fake yeah, that needle. Makes sense. Oh, yeah, that makes that sense. So they yeah. reverse shot it, so it was pretty intense. Yeah. In the Hangover, Ed was actually missing a tooth. That you know when he knocks his tooth out. Yeah, I believe that. The actor he had a false implant. He got it removed for the film and then put back in again. So that is dedication. Oh, wow. Wait, so, so you reckon that they knew beforehand that he had a fake thing and then wrote that? Little and that's why. They, yeah, yeah, maybe they wrote it in, <laughs> yeah, or yeah. or they wrote it in and he was like. Wait, guys <laughs> committed the movie Scream was based somewhat on a real life 90s Florida murder spree I knew that did you know that no no that's no. dope though you don't know nothing I don't know that. <laughs> the movie the Titanic cost more to make than the actual Titanic cost to make wow it was 200 million to make the the movie yeah. and with inflation about 125 million to make yeah. the boat so the movie cost more than the Titanic wow that is intense. Pretty and, and it made more. It did, well. yeah. It, probably, it made, it made prob- so much. It probably made more money, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. You could make three Titanics with that one film. <laughs> Spielberg nicknamed the mechanical shark in Jaws Bruce. Well, what, no, do, do you have the reason to that? It looked uh, like a Bruce. I think, you know, I think Spielberg... Seen, I thought he looked a bit more like a Barry, Bruce. personally. I don't know, but but it was a bit Brucey to me. <laughs> He's very Bruce. You know, Bruce. Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. 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 But then, in Finding Nemo, years and years later, in honour to the original Bruce, they called the wow, shark Bruce. that is amazing. Fish That's our that. friends, not food. <laughs> the producers tried to give Harry Potter green eyes, but Daniel Radcliffe's eyes were so allergic to the contacts, they had to scrap that idea. Were they green in the book? In the green, green in the book, and he has blue eyes, so they were trying to keep to the book, but he couldn't. they couldn't do with the contacts, so they, they were like, fuck it. Hermione, they were going to fit her with false teeth, but Emma Watson couldn't talk properly with them in, so again, they, they fucked that as well. What, like buck teeth? Yeah, because oh. in the book she got buck teeth. So. Oh, right. You reckon that there were some nerds that fully watched no. that film? Like, this isn't Harry. Right. His no. eyes are blue. No. No. Her teeth should be more buck than They're that. They're not that buck enough. No. 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 no, Daddy, it's not the <laughs> real Harry Potter. I don't like it. Disney was originally called Delisney, like D apostrophe L S I Delisney. It was like French because of his French ancestry. Delisney. And people were like, people are not going to say, D- I'm going to go to Delisney World. So they were like, call it Disney and we're fine. Delisney. Also, they just moved the apostrophe over. They, they, they got rid of the apostrophe and they chucked out the random L and they were like, Disney. Nice. That works though. Yeah. That's good. Oh, here's a weird, creepy fact. The voice of Lilo from Lilo and Stitch is the same girl who was in The Ring. No. Yeah. I swear. She's called. What? She's called um, Dara Chase, I think, and she's the same girl plays Lilo and the girl from the. That room. is crazy. It's fucked up. She was um, terrifying in the room. So scary. <laughs> so scary. And so light. She's like so Lilo. harmless in Lilo's <laughs> Early Disney films are pretty much a mother-free zone, due to the fact that Disney's own mum died around that time okay so in that's like, why my childhood was filled with so much death when I watched TV because his mum died do you know how it's she true, died though. how she died no so he bought her a brand new house off the back of Disney making money yeah she died of carbon monoxide poisoning from a faulty gas works at this oh, new house. Oh, no. So, so I think he must have felt... So then yeah. he banned mothers from the early films. So in all the films, like, the mother's not there, or in Bambi she dies. Yeah. So, like, he makes them oh, wow. mother-free zones. 
That's oh. kind of cold-blooded. That's, yeah, that's, that's real cold, man. Right? No, everyone's no, mother's no going to die. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, no, that's dark, sorry. So no, I was going to go so... Okay. Don't you even dare. I'm I know sorry. you. The mainstream of Disneyland is set in 1910 America, which white goes all old school. Hmm. And then Tomorrowland was set in 1986 because the park opened in the 50s and they thought, whoa, in the future, in 1986, <laughs> it's going to be like crazy. Flying cars and shit. So now, Tomorrowland's set in 1986, which is like... Yesterland for us. So <laughs> think bigger. Think bigger. They, they Did you watch that film? No. Yeah. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. It was a bit. Mm, yeah. I don't. You're not missing yeah. enough. I mean, uh, you know what? If the director hears this, cast me in something. But uh, I didn't yeah. enjoy the film. I think there should have been a young black dude from London, <laughs> Peckham, the exact. Did you know that it would take 68 years to sleep in every room in the hotels in Disneyland? Wow. 68 years 68 years so you could probably you could if you could afford it and stay <laughs> in every different room in the, all of the parks in Disneyland because yeah. it's the size of San Francisco the whole Disney yeah. resort that's insane I want to do it I want to try it I wanna, <laughs> but have naps in each room <laughs> like little naps going around it's just five, yeah five minutes later <laughs> <laughs> Beat the world record. <laughs> and finally, in 1967, on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride when it opened in Disney World, the skeletons looked so rubbish, the plastic skeletons, that they went and they got real-life dead people skeletons from the medical centre because they were getting rid of them after the medical experiments. So Disney World, the ride was full of real dead people. That is See, Disney's messed up. That These is, facts are just showing me. Disney, yeah. Disney's dark. They should boycott Disney unless they cast us and stuff. But boycott exactly. <laughs> You know, I mean, I'll always be up for doing a Real pirates. skeletons, though. That's fucked, man. <laughs> you could get shut down for that shit, no? I mean... But well. I do love Disney World. So that was my unusual movie <laughs> fact of the week. Let's plug what you're doing at the moment. So, Sunny D is out now on uh, BBC Three. So it's, and it's BBC online. One. Yeah, yeah. Let me get to that. My bad. I'll practice this spiel. Okay, don't mess okay. up. Okay. okay. Just because we're friends, don't we? Don't mess up this spiel. Okay, so, go on. All right. Thank you. Appreciate that. It's a great show. I mean, I play the best friend to the lead, Dame Baptiste, who's an awesome comedian. So it's a wicked show. And I'm in every episode. And you can tweet me and say how cool I am and funny. In real life, I look much hotter than I do in the show. So... <laughs> You know, they put some grizzle on my face. And that's the best way round, because you don't want it to be the other way round when people are like, oh my God, he's so hot. Oh, that's what real life looks like. I had that with like Tinder dates and stuff, where they were like, you know, they saw my picture, and then when they met me in real life, they were like, oh, you're actually really, really handsome in real life. I was like, so what does that mean for the photo? One time I put my headshot up, up there, and I was like, oh, but that's how I get my money. So if, if this ain't working, then I don't know what's happening. Back row and chill with No Clark and Johanna James on Foobar Radio. From America. from America, it's Brian Tyree Henry who is, plays Paperboy on the new FX show Atlanta. Atlanta. So let's see if uh, this works. I'm loving it. Uh, Brian, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? Oh, I yes. can perfectly. Thank you. How are you doing, sir? Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. No problem at all. We were just telling the to all the listeners that you play Paperboy on the new show Atlanta. We're Paperboy. on episode three over here in England. Oh, good, man. You guys got a lot to catch up on. We can't wait. That's good. That's great. How are you liking it so far? I'm loving it. Like, I'm loving it. Like, for me, sitting down, watching a show, you know, you didn't know, really know what to expect because, obviously, I mean, you, I don't know if you know, I create as well and I write and I direct and make movies and stuff like that. And, you know, when someone's doing it abroad that you admire, you kind of want, you know, I hope this is going to be good. I hope this is going to be good. And it's so good. And you guys are doing such a great job. How is it being received over in America? Oh, I, it's received unlike anything I've ever seen before, honestly. I mean, the fans and the people... 
they want this, you know, they really craved it, and we're happy that everyone is receiving it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And for anyone who hasn't picked up on the show yet over here, if you could explain a little bit about your character, Paperboy, who's one of the rappers. Yeah, well, Paperboy goes, is really known as Alfred, and I play the cousin to Earn, who is played by Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. And my cousin is a little down and out. He drops out of college and moves back to Atlanta, where we're from, and he hears that I'm an underground rap sensation and decides that he wants to become my manager, and hilarity and all kinds of craziness ensue with us trying to get fame and notoriety and paper you know it's just about us trying to make it so the track the main track because obviously Donald is also the the rapper himself Childish Gambino was that track one of his tracks or was that specifically made for the show by you and Donald that track was specifically made for the show and actually that's not me rapping in the song that's his brother Stephen Glover who's rapping I'm trying to be as cool as them you know I fake it till I make it Yeah, yeah. so yeah but they produced it and arranged it and everything. Came out kind of fire, I think. You know, it's great. So listen, speaking of trying to be as cool as Mr. Glover, so I have a love-hate relationship with Donald Glover. I have a love-hate relationship. Oh, no. So I, well, I've, oh, n- I've never met... No, nothing. I've never met Donald, and he's. A, I consider him a genius. I consider him a genius. So my love-hate relationship is this: you know, I act and I write and I direct and I make movies and stuff like that. So my love with Donald is when I see him doing this stuff as well, I go, "This guy is brilliant," and I like, I love Donald Glover and everything. And then I go in for auditions and stuff like that. And then two months later, I see the job's gone to Donald Glover, and I'm like, "This motherfucker! If I ever see this guy, if I ever see this guy, I'm gonna wring his neck." And then I come home and Atlanta's on. I'm like, "This show's so great." And then I go for another. Audition. What is it like working with the genius that is Donald Glover, essentially, is the question. <laughs> okay, I can go into that. Uh, <laughs> he's great, man. Like, instantly when I auditioned for it, he was in the room, and it was like sitting next to a buddy that I've known for years. You yeah. know what I mean? We played and we ad-libbed and we joked around, and it was just instant, man. And he is a genius. I think that's the best word to describe him. You yeah. know, he's really, really aware of what's going on in the world and how to relate to people in the mm. world. And he done really well assembling this team of just coming together and telling the story of these people in the town. He's just great, man. Like, he's really like a brother to me. No, I, great. Really so, great. Well, I, I hope that that changes your bipolar love affair. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's all lo- it's all love, man. I genuinely think he's amazing because you know over here, like I said, I do the same sort of thing. So I, you know, I get it and I see how hard he's working and stuff. It's just I want to get some of them damn roles too. That's all I'm saying, you know. Hey, man, <laughs> we got a second season, man. That's going for everybody. We got a second <laughs> yeah. season. You know? Yeah, great, great. Brian, how did you get involved with the show initially? Were you just was it like full audition process or? Well, it started because I bribed everyone in the city. Uh, if I know, no, no. uh, my manager saw the project called Atlanta. I went to college in Atlanta, and mm-hmm. college, and she was like, "You know, I really feel like this show is something that'll really speak to you." And I opened it, and I read the first five pages, and I saw Alfred, and I was like, "Done. This is it. Yeah, gotta right. be it. Like, right. I gotta do this." Kind of just came to me, and I went for it, man. I was like, I gotta, "If I'm gonna be in a show called Atlanta with Donald Glover, I gotta kick this ass. Kick yeah. this ass." You know, yeah. I gotta do this. Great. I'm glad it worked out that way. No, it was awesome. So you were the general, right, in the Book of Mormon, like when it first started, right? General, but fucking naked. Oh man. my god, I've seen that yeah, show dude. four times. This is the original. This is the original oh, yeah. guy. Oh my gosh, yeah, I, I did it on Broadway. Amazing. I love that role. That's a scene-stealing role to have. I never saw you win it, but I'm sure nobody does it as good as you, bro. I'm sure. Oh, come on, you guys. <laughs> Who's on the payroll, man? <laughs> payroll. I love it. Thank you. That means a lot. Thanks a lot. That was a great time for me to work with Trey Parker and Matt Stone. was, like, destiny fulfilled. I watched South Park since I was, like, in the ninth grade. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and to be in the room with these two guys who were so 
smart and so funny and so political and so they're genius. They're genius. They're, they yeah, are. Yeah. they're geniuses as well. I think you, know, you, you, you are. Well, maybe genius inspires genius, you know, so you must be kind of genius as well for these guys to be gravitating towards you and vice versa because that's kind of how the world works, energies and stuff. You know, you're obviously yo, doing I'm the right thing. I'm in love with you guys. <laughs> I'm in love with you guys right now. Like, this love affair is amazing. I'm going to give you a little tweet later. Yeah. I'm going to tweet you later on. Say what's up. Okay. Do it, man. <laughs> I will. What have you got in the future? Obviously, a second series coming up. Are there any other projects, anything that you want to shout out or excited about? Yeah, changing the world. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Like, I really want to focus on changing the world, man. Yeah. We've got a lot going on and a oh, lot yeah. to think about and a lot of things that we have to do to bring each other together. So I'm going to go out there and I'm going to change this damn Good. world yeah. one person at a time. How relevant do you think shows like Atlanta are, you know, in the current state that Americas are in with your new president and stuff it's like that? It's so necessary. It's yeah. so necessary. You know, when we started the show, we didn't want to feel like the show was important. We didn't want to make the show on this pedestal and hold it up to this thing to say that we're speaking this, um, we're trying to say this thing, we're trying to preach this thing. We just wanted to tell the stories of these people. Yeah. But then it, it itself became a thing. It became important. Yeah. We all needed to hear these mm-hmm. stories and we all needed to see different sides of life. And I think that Atlanta does that. And yeah. we're not going to stop, man. We no, don't, man, because we're loving it. Forth. We're loving it in the UK, good, brother. Good, good. We and got you. Thank you so much. We might be shooting a movie in Atlanta in uh, February, so I'm I'm, going to come check you. Well, you better call me, dude. No, I will, bro. I'm going to Insta you or tweet you later on, and then I'm going to hit you up if we're coming, but I think we are. I think a bromance has started over the the phone. (laughs) It's beautiful to watch. In fact, we might be doing a recce in a few weeks. I might holler you then. Hey, man. I may get your name tattooed on my neck. You know, <laughs> I'm bad in love with you. Oh, it's thanks, brother. <laughs> Back row and chill with Noel Clark and Johanna James on Fubar Radio. We are joined by the Wall of Comedy Boys. Hello. Hey, just want to oh, say hey again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know if that was a done no. Yo, yo, me. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'd like to play a game. Oh, boy. This is the name of the game. Movie trivia time. <laughs> 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 Yes. Right. Yes, so basically, I've got a movie Brilliant. quiz. I'm going to ask each individual we'll questions. Already, and if you get it wrong, if you get it right, then you pass. Well done, 10 points. If you get it wrong, you're going to have to try a bean boozled bean, which if anyone doesn't know what they are. What is it? They're jelly beans that are either a gorgeous flavour mm-hmm. or a disgusting flavour. Why well, we've got the sink bucket. That, Some um, of them taste like dick or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> they've got mouldy dick, I think, is on there, or caramel corn. Oh, you said you can deep throw it. What are some of the horrible flavours out of interest? So, right, so let's have a look. So you can either, oh, you've either got coconut yeah. or spoiled milk. Spoiled milk. Buttered popcorn or rotten egg. Mm. Peach or vomit. Oh, gosh. Juicy pear or booger. <laughs> Tutti Frutti or stinky socks. Strawberry banana smoothie or dead fish. Berry blueberry or toothpaste. That's oh, not too bad. bad. Chocolate pudding, canned dog food. Oh, gosh. Caramel corn, mouldy cheese slash dick. And uh, <laughs> lime and lawn clippings. All right. So, you missed that one, one thing there, though, Jana. We're not going to eat them because we're going to get them all right. Oh my God. So wait, how, how is it working? Is this, is this our team and that's your team? I just, yeah, yeah, should yeah. we do team and Let's team? Do team and team. Okay, team, team and no, team. because he's shit. I just opened this packet and I got a woof of vomit and I'm... Okay, let's get in there. Let's get All in right. there. Oh, I just realised I can't play because I made the questions up. Yeah. Oh, so I've got back in for the yeah, whole team. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but, but, but no, to make it fair, when someone takes a bean, I'm going to take a bean too. 
I think we're gonna need a bigger boat. What film is that from? I That's think easy. we're gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> Are you gonna give us like any voice to help us out a little bit, or is it? Uh, I think we're gonna need a bigger There's boat. There's a clue. In bear boat movies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Ding 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 ding. I think ding, we're gonna ding, need ding, a bigger ding, boat. Ding 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 ding. Give them a fucking clue. George. Ah, for yes. Answer is Jules. Yeah. Okay. Question number two. I'm king of the world. I'm king of the world. You can't just repeat it back. We need to know what guy is. Yeah, go on, lads. Titanic. Oh, fuck. You thought he was going to say Lion King or something, didn't you? Yeah. Tell you what, tell you what. You can ask a question to him because he don't know these. So you can ask a movie oh, question right, to TJ. Come then. I'm a badass at this game. If anyone's anyway. just joined us, we're playing my movie quiz challenge with Watch. Bean Boozled Disgusting Jelly Beans. Trust me. The movie got on my side. No, you know what? I've got a question. I've got a question. Right, on, yeah, yeah, it can't be like, what's your shoe size? Because me and you don't share a bed. And like, can't All right, a shoe one, yeah. Head. All right, cool. A shoe one. <laughs> what colour were the slippers in the original Wizard of Oz? Ruby. Red, in it. Ruby red. Is that your third and final answer? Wait, this is a trick question. Wait, which the slippers? Original. I'm going to repeat the question, and that's all mm. I'm going to do. Okay, go on. What colour were the slippers in the original Wizard of Oz? Come on, guys. Ruby see. slippers. Come on, everybody yeah. knows this thing. No, 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 no. You mean that she originally had black shoes on? No, I've seen that old school movie. Now yet. you're just saying colours. You're saying the remake. <laughs> in the original Wizard of Oz. A, the, I've seen it. Silver, guys. How? Silver. Shut up! No way! Silver. Right. I want video evidence. Man's right. gotta eat a sweet. Okay. Man's gotta eat this a This is sweet. either. Oh, mate, I just know this is going to be a bad one. So this one is either... Oh, my God, this one's not good. Chocolate pudding or canned dog food? Yeah, same here. Okay. I bet you get the chocolate right. pudding. Three, I don't two, one, go. Are there any nice ones in there? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get out. Swallow it. Oh. Yeah. Swallow it. I just had dead. <laughs> I actually might like it, guys, yeah. on live radio. Are you sure there's any good ones in there? What are you Oh, oh, right, I'm giving you a bloody hard question now. Go on. Oh. And you guys are going to get it. Okay, hold on. Right. Okay. Yeah. In Hunger yeah. Games, uh -huh. which district was the character Thresh from? Thresh. Isn't that like a oh, God. condition? Um, no, not Thrush, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a yeast infection. It's a character. He's called Thrush. Yes. What yes. district? Come on, you got 12 districts. Come on, 12 districts. Yeah, but I'm saying, was that a main character? Stop asking questions and start answering. He was in it. <laughs> Put okay. your hands up. <laughs> 11? Okay. 11? The answer actually is 
What's up, man? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Listen, I need to ask you something. Talk to me. How how do we actually pronounce your last name? Do you know what? Just so people know. It sounds Chinese, but it's not. So it's O Cheng. It's O Cheng. O Cheng. You know, there's an H missing, right? I I know, I know, I know, I know. I need to talk to my mum about that. (laughs) It's crazy, man. It's old Cheng, yeah. Bro, I'm good, man. I'm just on a cloud nine right now. Things are, as you lot know, things are going so well with the film and everything and, so and, and the response. One, I need to interrupt you. Listen, so you have to pretend, kind of, yeah. that I'm not me. Okay, okay So okay, when okay, I say, okay. what was it like working with... What's happening for you right now, man? It's Cloud Nine business. Tell us what's going on. Yeah, so I got this film called Brotherhood. It I, sounds excellent. It, it's amazing. My character comes back from adulthood. Yeah, because you were in the second film as yes, well. Yes, I was in adulthood. With Brotherhood, people get to get a sense, a bigger sense of Henry. He gets to show his character a bit more. Am I correct in saying you're also in another film that's coming out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm also in a movie called United Kingdom by Amara Santi, starring David Oyuelo and Rosamund Pike. Jana, isn't that the woman that you speak to? I spoke to her this week. because no I went. Way. I know. Small world. I went to the BFI festival launch opening. Basically, I got to see all the films that are coming out at the festival but the watch BFI. them no no I got to see all the trailers oh sorry okay. there were so many it took two hours just to sit in the theatre in Leicester Square to and see, all, see the all the trailers but the mm. first film the opening film of the whole entire festival is A United Kingdom Fantastic. and awesome. then I got to go and interview the director of it really and I saw you I didn't even know you were in that film and then yeah, I looked up and there was your face <laughs> and I was like there's Arnie and he's like oh what took up to do <laughs> yeah because you have an accent in I've it. got an accent in that do one yeah. accent, bro. you know I can't do the accent now we are doing <laughs> interviews you cannot ask me to do these things now uh, I love it I love it I love it it's a period drama set in the 19th 1940s. Mm-hmm. It's basically a love story between David Oyuelo and Rosamund Pike. It's a true story about Sarete Karma, who is heir to the throne in Congo, but then he's sent to England, Oxford University mm-hmm. to study and get prepared to, you know, become king. But then he falls in love with Rosamund Pike. I love this, and I love you. And I, I think something very important here that people might have missed. There's black people in this film, and you said it's in the 1940s. 1940s. Yeah. A lot of you young actors out there, especially the black ones, to know that we were about... <laughs> We've been about. Don't feel like anything previous to 1975, you can't get roles, man. You, you know, yeah. let's hope that people are opening their minds and, and making films like this where you, you can prove that we were here. And at Oxford University, at Oxford, there, and that's the good thing with Amar, because Amar loves to tell stories, you know, black stories of our culture that haven't been told before. Mm-hmm. The good thing with the United Kingdom is when David's character gets sent to Oxford University to study, it was sort of a time where, like, it was like a rat pack of educated black very intelligent men mm. all in mm. Oxford University like my ca- the character that I play his name's Charles Njonjo Kenyan but he later on after obviously Oxford University he became the Attorney General the trailer looked amazing and it's a true story true story and man. it still can kind of resonate today you know sort of interracial well, yeah, yeah, inter- couples uh, yeah. and the struggles they face definitely yeah, you know about that don't you Joe? I do. Well, <laughs> I, have it from, I have it from the other way around because my mum is desperate for me to have a black boyfriend. No yeah. way! She literally... Yeah. Your mum's listening now as well, isn't and it? She I'll is. give mum a Hey, mum, listen. I was going to say something. Nah, no. mum. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> 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 but mum, like, seriously, 
You don't have to fight it any longer. You don't have to fight it. You don't have to fight it anymore. The dark meat is righteous. (laughs) (laughs) See, look, look, she's smiling there. She knows. She knows. That's Natalie outside. She's one of our our producers. She knows. You know about Black Don't Crack, innit, baby? You know about the dark meat. She's nodding. But but many people today do have, you know, parents maybe would still have really old school prejudices. So this film, I think, is going to be. I'm so excited for this one. It highlights it. Great. Yeah. You've kind of had a big surge in the last couple of years in your career. How have you found it? How have you adapted to suddenly being able to afford things and getting things for yeah. free. Do you know what? You know what I mean? You work all your life to afford it and then they give it to and you And then you free. give it to you for free, yeah. yeah. What's the coolest freebie you've ever got? You know, I'm going to say something, but it's, it's going to sound dumb. Oh. A kettle. A kettle? That does sound dumb, bro. It I does g- sound dumb, but I mean, hear me out. <laughs> hear me out, though. Hear me out. Hear me out. Do you know where I got the kettle from? No. Toronto. All right. You know, the, you know the gift and sweet? Yeah. They get, they, Tell get, me it makes you pancakes with maple syrup in the morning and I'll like the kettle a bit more. I'm not, I don't get my pancakes, but you know, <laughs> the tea is on point, bro. I'm telling you. You are so British. <laughs> I'm too British, man. You got some free segues. I remember I got to, the only time I've ever tried one was on the Brotherhood set and we were just like going up and down the costume hall. Oh, did I bring it? Yeah. I can't yeah, yeah, so remember, bear in mind. You I had don't... two of them running around and we were all having a go on them. Yes, I don't think two. the director was very, I hope he's a lovely man. Yeah. But I, I mean, you know, I don't think he was too chuffed about you guys running around on a segue in case anybody fell down and got. To be honest, you know, the, the, you know, the director, God bless his heart and everything, but I think you know he, he just doesn't have the balance <laughs> to <laughs> to be on those sort of things, you know. So yeah, yeah. is he too old? Baby? <laughs> He's maybe too old. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he stepped on it and he broke his tailbone. He nearly did, he nearly did, he nearly did. But let's not name names on who it was, no, you know. Let's yeah. not name names. I feel he's a wonderful him. man, though. No, he's yeah. cool, he's cool, he's cool. Oh, man. Rhymes with Schmoll Schmark, I think. Schmoll Schmark. Schmoll Schmark. director. You could have said rhymes with Noah's Ark. That would have been Yo. Or Tree Maybe bark. that's a sign. I should start building a boat or something. Noah's Ark, Tree Bark. Yeah, yeah. Tree Bark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what? what? Johanna Fart. Sorry. Um, go. Mate, you were so good at this. <laughs> I rub a shop top. Say nothing. We got Stormzy for that one. Back row and chill with Noel Park and Johanna James on Fubar Radio. We are joined in the studio by actor Tom Meaton and the executive producer of the film, Diraj Mahay. That's right. Woohoo! Oh, okay, for people who are listening who haven't come across the ghoul so far, can we just give everybody a, a rundown of a synopsis of what... The name about? is a little bit mis... A little misleading. It is a little. You know, some yes. people might be like, oh, yeah. goblins I, and stuff like that. I know, yeah. I assumed it was like a horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess the insinuation is that it seems like it might be a full-on horror. Exactly. But it's more of a mental horror. Mm. I play the lead in it called Chris, who ostensibly starts out as a detective but things including his own mind unravel and it becomes more about a mental horror like he's been manipulated by people and he's basically in the process of a breakdown and the Mm. film itself unravels as his own mind unravels if you like we actually shot it two years ago. Oh, wow. really? So we've taken a little while to... We're, we're quite low budget, don't mind admitting. It's a small film, it's a very small film, so it's <laughs> taken a while. I've been there, I've been there. I know about that stuff and I feel like what we do on the show sometimes is we want to school these people and the audience that want to get into the business about the process. So Kid yeah. for example, was made in 2004 and didn't come out to 2006, so very similar oh. journey to you guys' film. So just explain the process. Ex- tell us exactly what happened in that process quickly. As I said, we were low budget. We actually shot the film a couple of years ago in 10 days. Mm. Most of the dialogue have you seen. Very quickly, that's very amazing. rare. For people that don't know, that's kind of you know almost yeah. unheard of. We had a few days of sort of pickups for following me around the streets, around Hackney and places like that, wandering around, but that was a small setup. And then, because we were low budget, we had to drive a lot of this stuff ourselves and a lot of favours and help from people, which is why it took longer. A lot of films with a bit more money can just sort of pay for these and push yeah. these things yeah. through. Underdogs. Yeah, exactly. Fight in yeah. the fight. Because as you know, if you're working with a low budget, everyone has to put more effort in. Tom, as an actor, so when you're playing a part, like that 
mm. where you do have to kind of have without giving too much away and not necessarily literally dual realities and all yes. that sort of stuff. Uh, What's your process when you're doing that? I have usually done quite a lot of comedy yeah. in my career, uh, so this is sort of the first serious role I've been sort of Great. titting about on stage <laughs> for many yes, years, yes. getting my balls out and all yes, sorts of things. Yes. Well, um, feel free. You can get them out here, you know. Feel well, free. It's a free show. This is, our know, shows are you've very got a webcam though, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, stage, webcam, <laughs> 10,000 people, a million people, hey. You know. <laughs> I mean, it was an amazing opportunity for me to do a serious show. Sure. Serious chops. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You're exactly right. That sort of dual reality is just sort of, I mean, to be a lead in a film and almost a play two separate characters is mm. sort of you know, yeah. unheard of in a way so yeah. Was, yeah just for the people that listen when you make a film like this obviously you have the process now you've waited two years but uh, have you guys yet got your distribution so we're in the process I oh, think but, yeah. um, the honest answer is no basically we're still in discussions so I think for us we're really proud of the film and we think it will definitely get picked up and have a life but we're not worried about it being a commercial film so much I think for us it's just finding people who get the same vision that yeah, we have we should, we should talk after I know some people okay. we'll talk right. after now we're talking business meeting going on right now back row and chill with Noel Clark and Johanna James on FUBAR Radio you've been listening to a FUBAR Radio podcast for more information go to FUBARradio.com